0: Thank <laughs> you. Once again to King of Kaiju, uh, le- uh, Monarch, uh, Legacy of Monsters podcast. That's a mouthful, but uh, we, uh, that's what she, <laughs> she was- said. Oh, uh, so, this, so this is a uh, podcast that uh, discusses each week the released episodes of the television series Monarch. A Legacy of Monsters on Apple Plus TV, starring Kurt Russell, among other folk. Uh We are uh, part of the Dark Discussions News Network, which is www.darkdiscussions.com. I am one of your co-hosts, Philip, from the state of New Hampshire in the U.S. of A. and with me in the state of New York. Hi, this is Mike. Mike, how are you? I'm fine, Phil. How are you? I'm doing all right and in the Commonwealth of Virginia.
1: Hey, this is Barrett.
0: Barrett, how's it going? Good. And so we do have an email at darkdiscussions at aol dot com. Just, just put in the email, uh, I guess, kaiju or monarch uh, in the subject, and then whatever else you want to use for the subject. But as long as you have that one of those two words in it, we will find your email because it will get lost in the mix of all the. Uh, Emails we get from companies that want to uh, have us review their their items. Um, so what we got here is um, uh, the new podcast. Uh, we do have on the website darkdiscussions.com a uh, Patreon link. Uh, you can donate to the network. Uh, basically any money that is donated to the network pays for the server fees and, uh, um the fees that cost us to, uh, have our podcast stored in the cloud. Uh, so thank you in advance for anybody who does, uh, email us or who does, uh, decide to donate money. Uh, we do give back if you do donate money. Uh, for every $5 that you donate, uh, you can choose a topic for us to discuss on the Dark Discussions podcast. Uh, basically, that podcast is a weekly podcast that talks about Genre films, uh, so, for example, if you uh, donate $15, uh, you would have three choices, and those three choices could be three different films or three times the same film. And uh, what happens at the end of each quarter, we pick out of our spreadsheet uh, with a computer randomizer. The number that comes up will uh, determine what film that we will discuss on a episode of Dark Discussions. Um, Alright, so, uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, uh, we're gonna throw up the spoiler alert right now, because again, we're assuming everybody is listening to this podcast because they are a fan of the television series, Monarch, Alleg- Legacy of Monsters, and the Monster Verse, and all that, and they want to hear someone else's opinion, uh, or discussion of, uh, the show that they are enjoying or, um, like to uh, hate, uh, because who knows, maybe you don't like the show, but you'll want to hear other people rip it. Uh, so far, uh, you will be disappointed though, because uh, so far we, we at least like the first two episodes. We'll discuss what we think of, uh, the new episode in a moment. Today is November 27th, 2023, that we're recording this. Uh, this is, uh, for folks who are curious when we release episodes, because one of our listeners, Pam, uh, is always curious for the Dark Discussions podcast when those are re- recorded, because sometimes those are put into a queue and released many weeks after they're recorded. However, since this is a timely television series, comes out weekly, we're going to release this episode almost immediately. Uh So uh by the time you hear this, it will be November 28th, 2023, 20, or later. Um, all right, so I guess we can get into uh what we've thought of the episode, which is called Secrets and Lies uh directed by Julian Holmes, and written by Andrew Colville. Uh, that premiered on November 22, 2023, the day before uh, the American Thanksgiving. So I uh, was go around and uh, discuss our, our review of the episode before we get into uh, talking about it. So, uh, Barrett, why don't we start with you?
1: Yeah, so I really liked this episode. It felt a little short to me, but it was very enjoyable. Um we got monsters. I can't say that we're not getting monsters because we are. It's not like a zombie show with no zombies. Um, it was just a fun action oriented, just moving forward, uh, episode. I also have been watching the older monster, well, the most recent Godzilla series just to get myself reminded about what I did or did not like about those and, uh, I'm, I'm liking the TV series more than I like the movies, but I did like the 2014 film and the King of Monsters film quite a bit. Um, the Kong one, the, the newest one that has come out, uh, you know, a year or two ago, that one I did not think was as good. Uh, it felt a little sillier to me. Um, but I think the show is doing a good job of, talking about the human side of this, and then it's still giving us monsters. So I'm really enjoying this show and this episode. All
0: right. Sounds good. Uh, yeah, for me, uh, Secrets and Lies, um, yeah, it was a pretty solid episode. Um, I did enjoy how they integrated historical events uh, into the um, story. Itself. Yeah. Um, I, I, I did have some issues with it because, um, similar to Jurassic World and Jurassic Park, um, they're trying to protect and, and study, uh, the, the dinosaurs or in this case, the monsters in the real world, wild, uh, when obviously, um, uh, as I stated when we reviewed those Jurassic World films, uh, that's, if anything, they, you would think they would want to, uh, get the, the creatures extinct because they are basically invasive species, uh, in a sense. So I had some issues there, but otherwise I did like how they, they brought that into, um, historical events. Uh, it'll be curious to see, uh, if any listeners had their opinion on, uh, what they felt, uh, the portrayal of the, the U.S military would be. Um, and so you can always email us at darkdiscussions at com and put KJU or Monarch in the subject line along with whatever you want your subject to be. Um, I uh, did have one issue with a new character that was uh introduced because I just felt right from the beginning that that character was going to be redshirted and it kind of I guess didn't surprise me that that redshirt thing happened almost immediately um, <laughs> And I agree. So, yeah, so I felt that was kind of lame. Uh, but all in all, um, I enjoyed the show generally, even with its flaws. Again, you know, people being able to escape from a high security place with cameras everywhere and whatever. It kind of was a little silly as well. Um, but all in all, um, and, and of course customs in, in Korea and Japan, never mind. Um, you know, if you just let all that stuff go, it still was a pretty fun, uh, episode. And I'm sure Mike will say, um, that, uh, well, this is a monster movie, or in this case, a show. So, you know, it you is. Gotta, yeah, so you gotta <laughs> take it for what it is, even though they are trying to make it, uh, more, quote unquote, realistic than, like, Barrett mentioned the last King Kong film where they had that Middle Earth thing that kind of really was weird. Uh, so, <laughs> oh, no. oh um, I like Secret and Lies, Secrets and Lies, even if it did have, uh, some. Nitpicky flaws. I was going for
2: you Yeah. Um you know the uh the monster films are on a weird trajectory where if you put pl- put uh monster action and plot, human story, whatever, on a graph, the monster action was getting better and better, and I thought it was the monster action was really awesome in Kong. Yes, but the, but the human story, which again, I'm grading on a curve here. I'm not grading this <laughs> against, you know, Lawrence of Arabia. I'm grading this against other monster movies. The, the The human stories have gotten dumber and dumber and dumber, um, and and it, I don't understand why. What I like about this series, and I think I mentioned it last week, uh, for episode one two, is that they are they are nailing. Uh, the human part of it and that's not as easy to do as you might think because you got to find a way to incorporate human beings and giant monsters and it is a silly concept have giant monsters running around in the modern day and not have anybody notice uh and there's all sorts of things we live in and i don't know nobody if you want to challenge me on this I, i i will probably concede a lot of things we are in a generally rational world um you know, it's it's a lot harder to do, to just conjure up things by magic in, in what is an re- otherwise realistic setting, right? If you're in a Harry Potter world and there's magic, that's fine, but because um, that's okay. a, a, a conceit. But this is not a Harry Potter world. This is supposed to be, you know, your world outside your window with giant monsters, in which case the giant monsters make you no know, sense. So don't really try to make sense of them, is my argument, because it kills the fun. Uh, but I think here they are doing a, a good job of giving us sympathetic characters. And I, it's really hard. And Duho, the new, um, the new character, yes, he was a red shirt. He was a very obvious red shirt. Um, but I, I liked him a lot and I knew he was a, and even though I knew he was going to be red shirted, I didn't want him to be red shirted. Yeah, was that like, was he, my same problem. So, um, so I'm, and that's good. If you're going to have at least a red shirt, damn it, make him a red shirt that I care about. That I that that I'll be sad when he goes. And yeah. so I'll give I'll even give him credit on that front. I was disappointed that he died, even though especially when you got to uh the everybody else that's important to the show gather over there. I'm going to run <laughs> over here into the plane. Yeah, I didn't
1: understand why he did that because I mean there was really no chance that plane was going to take off.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, he just threw his job away, Russian for and, and working as a security, uh, border security for uh, South Korea, uh, for Kurt Russell. I don't think he's 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 the brightest bulb in the box. That that'd be my guess. <laughs> um, so yeah, but I, I like the show, and then, and I've seen some nitpicks, and I will I will talk about those if you want. I saw some people nitpicking on this, like other reviewers. And it's just kind of like, I don't think you're quite getting the point of the show. Cause they were like real nitpicks. um, like for example, just the, the whole, uh, the nuclear test.
1: Well, and this is somewhat fantasy. It's not like I'm going to see Napoleon and expecting it to be historically
2: accurate. Right. <laughs> just, and, for uh, example. <laughs> right. And so they said, well, the, the real, uh that the bikini atoll was much bigger, they would never be sitting that close. Well, first of all, there were people at the Bikini Atoll watching. They may have been further away than what they showed in the film. But maybe they also weren't using the same bomb for this movie because it is no longer a nuclear test and it's an attempt to kill a giant lure bait a giant creature. So the whole thing is going to have a different impact uh, than you would have gotten uh in, in real life, right? So just just let it go a little bit. Yeah. Um But I, I've been making the argument. When it's it not Oppenheimer. To, yeah, I mean it's not Oppenheimer. <laughs> I've been making the argument that when, uh, sometimes you have to change history a little bit to streamline a story, to clarify some things, and yes, sometimes to simplify yeah, simplify it and um, or provide vital information to an audience who maybe doesn't have the the cultural context of what life was like, uh, in, like in the case of, um, Oppenheimer, uh, 1930s and 40s America, um, there's all sorts, and, and 50s America, because it goes into the, the Cold War. There's all sorts of things you, you do, and, and sometimes you change facts, but are you changing the, the truth of the story? Right? Is it, is there a fundamental disagreement about the events that, that take place? And I think with the Bikini told they set off a bomb, and and it, this is not an accurate portrayal. It's not intended to be, but they set off a bomb, and some military guys watched. That's what happened. They're the rest is, is smudging and details, and I don't mind the smudging Disney details just a little bit. Yeah, they're killing a monster, which didn't actually from from happen. So, yeah, right? they're
1: going to smudge details a bit.
2: Well, I guess it's sort of like <laughs> like they said while well, they were too close. Well, have you ever watched, like, uh, an action movie or a spy movie, and you see somebody getting tailed, and you're like, there's no way. That they don't notice they're getting tailed because right. they're, they're they're so freaking close. Well, problem is the the filmmakers need to keep make it clear to the audience that there's a tailing, which means he has to have the 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 lead and the follower in the same frame at the same time. So you recognize there's a little artistic license going on there. Here we want to make sure that you can that the the audience can see Godzilla, make it clear that the soldiers and and can see Godzilla. So they're a little closer. Maybe they wouldn't have been at the test. It just, it it just drives me nuts. Um some of the stuff that people like find to, to complain over for no particular reason. Um but anyhow, uh, that, that's minor. I, I, I enjoy the show. Uh, I liked it a lot, as I said. Uh, I didn't make that clear. Uh, and really the, the, this, I don't want to say saving grace because the show is fine as it was. The, um, the, you know, you just have Kurt Russell being Kurt Russell. And and reminding us all why Kurt Russell is, um, what's the phrase? Uh, fucking awesome. And the man has incredible charisma. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it comes through here. He's one of these guys that just. He exudes it. it. Yeah, Yeah, he exudes exudes it. it. You can't take your eyes off him when it's on the screen. (laughs) Charming as hell. Still. Really good-looking for a man who's in his early or Um, mid-70s. So, yeah, and he just breezes through this. I think the whole way he played the scene in the the Korean uh, border facility, I think he played it beautifully. Uh, Just the right balance and tone of a guy who's trying to avoid getting caught, but maybe not really trying to avoid getting caught. Um, so yeah, I, I just, it's a, it's really well done.
0: All right. Sounds good. Um, all right. So with that, uh, I guess we can get into, uh, some of our thoughts into, uh, this episode. Uh, well, the first thing
1: I want to talk about, I have, I have on my list here, Phil, let's do it. Is it a Go monster? Ahead. No, it's not a monster. Um it is what you brought up last episode about his age. They actually they didn't really yes. address it, but they addressed it. And I thought that was awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, the only thing that bothered me about that is they didn't question him more because I, the first thing I would say, what, say this would make you in your 90s, and he goes, "Well, that's another story or whatever he said." And, and <laughs> I,
1: like, I want to hear that story. I hear that. <laughs> well, of course well, I, you do, but that's how you get people to keep watching.
2: Yeah. So, <laughs> well, right. there, there's a thing. So sometimes you hang a lamp on the problem, you acknowledge it, you say, "Yep, here it is. We understand." Like Die Hard, when he, uh, Die Hard 2, right, where he keeps saying, "I can't believe this is happening again." And a lot of the audience could laugh at it. But they said it, and then you moved on from it. Here, they said it not once, but twice. (laughs) Once is acknowledging that, yeah, 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 just roll along with it. Twice is now hinting that there's an answer and there's a mystery to it that may be approached later. And I don't know if that is what they're going to do. I'm going to work on the assumption that we will never hear a whole lot about this and there won't be an explanation. And the only reason I'm going to work on that assumption is because I don't want to be disappointed when they don't ever actually address it. <laughs>
1: that's if exactly what I thought it, you were going to say.
2: <laughs> if they do address it, that's fine. I just hope they don't address it in a, in a particularly dumb way, which you know, Monster Universe, it's entirely possible. It is, yeah.
1: Uh, I was just glad they did address it after you yeah. brought it up. I was like, oh, but I awesome. but I
2: can see people like if the end of the season comes and uh, people are like, well, they didn't, they, they didn't even explain why he looks so young and it's like yeah because they they just were making a joke out of it but they did it twice and by made, doing it twice they make people think that they're it's a plot point
1: yep and, and they're gonna uh, they really do have to address it i they're,
0: think they're, this well they're point. gonna they're gonna address it because they probably were smart enough i'll give the screenwriters credit here that people like me are gonna say why the hell he should be 90 something years old and Sure enough, the very next episode, as you said, Barrett, they address it. And now it's a thing that we will get to hear later in the season, most likely, because I can't believe they would have been smart enough to address it and then just never address it later in the season, which will be some scientific experiment or he landed up in the underworld and you age less down there or something stupid. And... um I'm pretty confident that they're going to address it later in the season. Uh, I want to
2: point out, if there is something where something happened and he's aged slower because of something that happens to him in the underground, or there's some sort of uh, time of youth. Fountain of youth. That also leads open the possibility that uh, they bring the mom back. Hmm. Right? Because we – I mean – don't, yeah, she could be
1: alive. We didn't see what happened to her.
2: Right. Now, I right. totally believe that's an Annie Wilkes moment, right, where he didn't jump out of the cock a duty car. Right. Uh, you know, she was being swarmed by giant bugs, but are we going to find out that they were just and, like – And she fell, too. And she fell. Are we going to just assume that, that, that they were just actually vegetarian bugs and all mm-hmm. they wanted to do was give her a big hug? <laughs> right.
0: Right. Uh, I hope they don't go – that way. I hope they don't go that way.
2: Uh, but I, I can totally see that happening. Um, yeah,
0: me too. Me too. Yeah.
2: I'm not yeah. saying you agree with it. Uh, I'm just saying I see it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, me too. Me
1: too. We've seen dumber
2: things.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, like like I mentioned with Jurassic World, and, and they're trying to save the dinosaurs instead of looking at them as invasive species, killing everything else. So I, I could see them so. –
2: well, I the only thing I'd say about Godzilla, at least you brought that up, is that Godzilla is not never went extinct and is not an invasive species because the planet is his domain. But uh, yeah, he is kind of a danger to all of humanity. So. Right,
0: right, right. That's another yeah. one of those
2: things that's really hard for them, I think, to 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 uh, grapple with, right? Because um, how do you deal with that? How do you how do you make Godzilla a hero while at the same time? Uh, make him this giant threat. You know, he's, you acknowledge well, the fact that he's running around blowing up buildings and.
0: Well, we're assuming they're going to make him a hero. They, they have in not. the
1: movies.
2: They have in the movies. Yeah, right. That's, that's. Well,
0: they did, again, kind G- of. G- G- yeah. G- but, I mean, he's he still no, I mean, people as, as, I don't know. Yeah, maybe, Mike. I see. They did doing. it.
2: Well, he's maybe more of an anti hero, but certainly in the yeah. original. A oh,
0: Taylor uh, Swift anti here. So the yeah, original Taylor Swift reference
2: in the original um in the original Toho series, right? He became like the protector of humanity, protector. right, with, right. With, right. With, well, with even, in this, even in this, even in this newest Zero.
1: one, he's kind of like the protector of humanity because, like in well, King of Monsters, we- he saves it at the end. He kills you know Monster Zero, and then at the Kong one, he and Kong work together at the end. So.
2: Yeah, and, and and he was something of a, a hero in um even in the first one. He, while destroying San Francisco, he's he stopped those his, monsters. Yeah, he stops the Mutos. Right. So the worst right, I, but,
0: but well, that's the thing. It, he's, I don't really consider that a hero. I consider that um, he's killing a threat to him, and and then once that threat's gone, he can then go and. Well, I think
2: that's people. what makes him then the anti-hero, right? Is that he does something, you know, heroic in a in a in a villainous way, or a villain who does well. Good.
1: He right. he doesn't worry about collateral damage, but he leaves after he takes those things out. Like he doesn't continue. Yeah, but I am <clears throat> paging.
0: Right, but but he, <laughs> I mean, he'll, he'll come. He'll come back and you know do take over, take out San Francisco, which at this point in time probably needs to be taken out. But yeah, and, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> it, it'll it'll it's. He's still a threat as as Mike said because he, he is that. I think,
1: and like, I think the military sees him as a threat, but I think that generally the 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 they're written to make us have empathy right. for him, right. and right. that he has some kind of connection to humans right in some way
0: right right right, and to me that that blows, but at least in the old tohos sometimes godzilla was the hero so that's that's fair i i won't poop with that much um if they do go off the rails and, and change it up in as they do um now now godzilla um we're assuming that was godzilla that was at the atom bomb we are yeah and my, obviously I'm just expecting that he'll come out of that. Similar yeah, he's to, not dead. Su, similar to, to Arnold Schwarzenegger comes out of the fire in the Terminator. When the, well, in in King
1: know. of Monsters, they use the nuclear weapon to revive him.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh. <So, laughs> so, yeah. So we already know, that's the problem is that we already know. You know, yeah. I mean, I mean, they're making it like, like they, they, we've seen, this is all in the past. So yeah, even if they that wasn't. Know. <laughs> right, they don't know, but we're like, oh, actually that just made him more powerful because he just was able to suck up uh, all that nuclear energy. So, right. so you know, it's a little anti-climatic, um, and I did feel the the woman scientist, I forget her name, Murray, or whatever her name is, um, she she was a complete weirdo. I was like, uh, yeah, it's probably a good thing to w- try to wipe that monster out.
1: Well, not everybody sees things like that.
0: Yeah, but
1: and yeah. scientists like that wants to be able to um investigate it and know everything about it. Right,
0: but then again, you know, like I said about the Jurassic World movies, uh they're invasive species. And I know Mike, you said it, they're not really they're the king of the the, the world or earth or whatever, but
2: you know, And, and the military
1: and, was destroying it, so you saw with, that side of
2: society. Not only was yep. the military destroying it, she was a Japanese woman in 1955, yep. 1954, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, so it's less than a decade after uh, her oh, right. your, your bombs and dropped 19, on 1950,
0: it. 1954,
2: right. yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, no, I'm not
0: disagreeing that she would be anti-nuclear. Uh, but I, or anybody, even back then, never mind today. But I—that I, I, wasn't what she was was crying about. She was crying about poor Godzilla was was being blown up. And yeah, I just, but I think I just there are people way.
1: like that. I I, I know wow. you say that, but I, I think you need to acknowledge that there are people that don't have that view that you. It's have. like there's,
2: there's somebody right. out there walking around with a save the bears sign.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. But that, but that's fair because the bears. On an invasive
1: species. Well, and neither is Godzilla. He's natural, <laughs> supposedly. I
0: think he was based off of, uh, uh, the original Toho, Toho film. He was created from nuclear explosions. That
1: yeah, but wait, this is not but, those films. Yeah, that's
0: fair. I, I,
1: I, I. And they're, t- they're, in these films in this show, they're talking about them having always been here before us and they have always protected the earth Um, so it's a little different however I I mean I get your point I'm just saying not everybody thinks that way that ooh, this is an invasive species we have to destroy it because sometimes killing an invasive species can actually cause harm as well because you don't know how it fits in the ecology necessarily and we as humans always think we know best
2: well, and that's it, is that this well, see, the problem with the invasive species is that if it is truly invasive, it doesn't have a place in that ecology. So well, removing right, it should cause a problem. And, right. and but we're defining it, we're
1: defining it, so, you know, humans aren't well, always right either. Well, well the,
0: lantern, <laughs> no, but the, it's, the lantern bugs, it's not their fault they landed up in Pennsylvania or in New York and wherever, but they're, they're invasive species, and, and you gotta get rid of them. They're... And they're
2: usually disrupting a local ecosystem. Um, exactly. and, and in the case of this, we saw in was a king of the monsters that they actually can have a positive impact on the ecosystem. Yeah. Uh, um, and so that that is going to be uh, now we don't know that yet because we're not it, haven't done that movie. Uh, we haven't reached that uh, that storyline yet uh, in the timeline. But it is a creature that is of the earth and we don't know, uh, what its role in the ecosystem, if any, is there. But I don't think that's it. I think that she just sees this magnificent creature. Yeah, and we're just and destroying speaking it. Speaking from, speaking from, you know, the, the scientist <laughs> point of view, uh, I always tell my students there's nothing a scientist likes more than, than something they've never seen before. Um, they love when someone asks a question, they can, uh, answer, I don't know. Um, out of out of out of out of wonder. Out of, you know, uh, I but, remember but, seeing.
0: But they they in the movies and stuff that they, they screw everything up because they let they, you know well, they let the they parasite know. out or or, or whatever. I mean, they, the they, scientists did it in China. They let it COVID. Up they years. don't
2: know that they're in a horror movie. Yeah,
1: yeah <laughs> and we're still doing it. So in right. reality, so yeah, I mean, so it's the it's scientists
0: just... are screwing up the world like like everyone else is.
1: <laughs> <instance>. <laughs>
2: you know, the scientists allowed you to. Uh, allow them to make uh, recordings of Taylor Swift. So,
1: yeah, there's good and bad to everything, right? I mean, you it sure know.
0: is. There's, yeah, <laughs> they, they created AI, for Christ's sakes. It has taken over the world. doomed. It's sent into the
1: world. Terminator all the way, baby.
0: That's what's going to happen.
1: <laughs>
0: well, I don't think it is, because I think we'll, we'll get into a nuclear war before then. But, but, it, And I don't think it'll be the robots. It'll be people that will do it. But, oh, I'm
1: hoping the robots.
0: But if the robots do make it, eventually, somehow the people don't do it, then, yeah, they, they, they'll do it. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: we're, we're all doomed. Um, but anyway... Uh- so
1: this timeline, their present day in the show is before King of Monsters, but after San Francisco, right? The right. 2014 one. Yeah, okay. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's 2014. That's exactly right. Or 2015, actually. Yeah, because San Francisco has yeah. been
1: destroyed. They're all affected yeah. by that. Some people hate Godzilla. Some people don't. Um generally well, anyone in San Francisco probably didn't like him very much.
0: I, I would think I would think any normal human being that isn't a across the B fucker would would hate Godzilla because they wiped out um an entire city and and thousands of maybe millions of people I have no idea. That's a bad thing. That's terrible. Oh yeah. You know. Well uh, and I mean, with he, the you know, amount of monsters
1: that seem to be coming out, I don't know how the world could survive.
0: <laughs> right, right, exactly, exactly. You know, I mean I I I would uh I again though, we're not at the level of, of the individual. We're we're following just a handful of characters, including science yeah. and, and stuff. So so they're thinking much differently than some poor slob that, that happened to be uh, near, in, in Muir Woods, when, when, when Godzilla came in and wiped everything out.
1: Well, the girl, out. she's not, she was there.
0: <laughs> right, right. And she so hates,
1: she... she hates that stuff, you know. She's not uh, real happy with it.
0: Yeah, yeah. So if she changes and suddenly, suddenly likes the monsters later in the film, I, I would be kind of like, yeah, that, that doesn't happen that way in real life. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it, it, it happens a lot in, in these kind of movies.
0: Yeah, in the movies.
2: Where, yeah. where you find some sympathy for the monster that, it's not really his fault that he's a monster. It's like, well, right. no, but, but <laughs> no. I mean, you and and there is a difference. Like uh, Godzilla, the the first film, the 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 first the first film in this branch, the twenty fourteen. Yeah, the monsterverse, yeah, Eric Edwards were them talking more of a that movie is less of a monster movie than the disaster movie, right? But, you know, equating Godzilla to a hurricane or an earthquake, and you know, I don't know that hate hurricanes the same way you know human beings that inflict deliberate damage. Um,
0: now, Mike, well, let me least... stop you there for a second. Let me yeah. stop you there for a second for a moment. Barrett, was was Mike breaking up, or was that just me? He,
1: yeah, oh. he was breaking up. I was gonna break in.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. All right. So, so yeah, so so we we you were kind of like staticky, Mike. So we we got the general. Idea what you were saying. It's just that we're hoping that maybe uh, having you stop for a second, maybe the the connection will reestablish. Am I still staticky?
2: No, now you sounded
0: good there. So so taking the break for like five seconds or ten seconds, it works. So continue on what you're
2: saying. Okay. So that, um, he's acting as a force of nature, right? And people don't, they may not love earthquakes, but they don't necessarily hate them in the same way that you hate. Um, you know, like people in America hated Osama bin Laden for 9/11. Um, so it depends on how you view Godzilla. Godzilla is a creature doing what creatures do. I do know of uh, like people who've gotten attacked by sharks, and and I imagine some of them may grow hateful and fearful of sharks. I think of Quint from uh, from Jaws. But then others who, like, would then de- learn about them, dedicate their lives to, to protecting them. And saving them. So right. it happens. But,
0: but, but there there would be a case like this where Godzilla wiped out a lot of San Francisco.
2: People uh, and, and process later, trauma in lots of weird ways.
0: Well, well no, no, no. But I'm not even talking about the trauma. I'm, I'm talking about... Uh, the scientists in the government—I wh- mean, just like like when an alligator in Florida uh, kills a person or a dog, they are then um, unfortunately have to be taken out because now they have the taste for humans and and the creatures that humans uh, live with, like oh, sure.
2: You know which alligator did it?
0: Right, right, right. So. And, and, and that's what happens. They, they, they do that. Same with snakes, same with, uh, bears, same with any animal. So that's, that was the case here, right? I mean, that's, I mean, you know, we're, we're, get, we're getting into nitty gritty stuff, but, but I think it's a fair to a topic to discuss because. Well, but, but there's has
2: people, but if, if there's shark attacks, there'll be people who say go hunt down the sharks and other people who say put up shark nets to, to keep the sharks out. You know, the sharks are doing what sharks do. And in this case, Godzilla's did, doing what he does, um, and people were in the way. Well, large animals, and people don't go get along really well.
1: And, and the other know, monsters would have done much worse. Um <laughs> that argument. Um, part, of, part of the damage in San Francisco wasn't just from Godzilla, it was from those creatures.
0: Yeah, well, well, right, right. right. Well, well, but most people would look at all the creatures and say, yeah, they're they're all a horrible yeah. thing for because they just wiped out San Francisco, whether it was the Mothman or 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 John or whoever it was, you know. Um,
2: but well, I think a lot of this has to do with how you process the trauma, and different people would react to it in different ways, and come to grips with it in different ways.
1: Up ninety some of that's going to depend on what their background is and what their general solutions to problems
2: are. And for scientists, it's not unusual they would look at as a a problem to be solved rather than an enemy to be killed. Yeah, but all of them, speaking very broadly.
0: Right now, um, all right. So we've been talking a little bit about uh, the general universe itself. but we also were talking about, uh, the 1954 storyline a bit. Uh, let's, let's talk a little more about that 54 storyline a bit. Uh, and the portrayal of the U.S., I guess, military and government. Um, what, what do you guys feel about that? Uh, I think it's fairly standard for yes. these movies. <laughs> it's, it's, they're not villainous, they're just, you know, their their
1: bure their bureaucracies. Bureaucracy that, yeah. yeah, I mean it's it's military and bureaucracy combined, and they're doing what is felt the safest for the country. They but yet they don't necessarily know what the effects are going to be.
2: <laughs> well, yeah. and and I'll yeah. point out again, timeline matters. You are in a somewhat less cynical world but you are also yeah. in a world that has just finished its second world war in 30 years yep. uh, where millions of people around the world have perished in those wars. Yep. Uh, you have and, the, the,
0: and, the reds popping up And everywhere. you have the looming
2: threat um, of yep. communist Russia, Soviet Union hanging overhead. Um, and whatever you think about all those specific events personally, put yourself in the position of the people who lived at the time and how they perceived those events at the time. It is a scary world. It is a dangerous world. Um, And it makes some sense that they would have their guard up. Yep. And also this is, you know, 15 years before uh, Rachel Carson published his like silent spring and, um, there isn't that same awareness of the environmental movement. And so you mentioned like invasive, invasive species and it's not really something people cared a whole lot about back then. Yeah, you know, there true. was a true. definite sense that the earth will take care of itself. Uh, it's all kind of God's creation and, 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 you know, nothing bad can happen to it. It's, and it's here, something for our use, um, and for us to exploit. And it was just the mindset of the time. You know, you, you, it was another, again, 15 years or so before you got the, uh, uh, Iron Horse or whatever his name was crying on camera because there was pollution in the river.
1: Yeah. I didn't expect like all the ch- chestnut trees to die out, you know, and them having to try and bring them back. You know, that's the type of thing that happened later after that time period, a lot of that stuff.
0: Sure. Yeah. That is true. That is true. Um,
1: I think one of my favorite parts of this timeline is the camaraderie between the three main characters. Um, I really liked how it showed it, how he stopped her from stopping that. And then when she complained about it to the other guy, he was just like, yeah, but what would have happened if he didn't do that? Um, So I really I just liked it. I thought they they're all doing a really good job together acting and they
2: have good chemistry. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that especially applies to that period in the timeline. Um, I think we're still working on some of the chemistry. Yes. Yeah. Uh, in the modern timeline, but in fairness, they've known each other a couple of days. <laughs> and at least one of them is making a big, is kind of keeping secrets, which would be, uh, who is it? Max? May? The hacker?
1: Uh... Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. So it as opposed to, you know, these three who at that point have worked together for about two years. Um I do like the way they're doing Kurt Russell's character because he's not the generic military asshole. He's and he's also not the generic you know, military rebel, right? The uh you better fall in line, Dio Shaw, or you're gonna get voted you're not getting that either he's a guy that has learned to play the game he may not like the top rash but he's not openly defying them he's he's playing them and he's manipulating them as best as he can within the limits of what he recognizes are his limits because he's a soldier and he's got a ceo and he has to kind of respect that at the moment and so i think they're doing a really good job with working in those limitations for that character
0: Right, right. So yeah, all right. Let's let's talk more about our the, the whole Kurt Russell stuff and and him joining the the, the crew of three, uh, and the hacker and all these other folks. Um, I did feel the hacker had really little to do uh, because the story is really about the two kids. Uh, of the the bigamist and Kurt Russell
2: as an
0: older character, you know Randa, uh, not Randa, uh, uh, whatever his his character's name is. Uh, Jesus, I can't remember. Um, Shaw, sure. Sure, yeah, right, Shaw. Right. Um, so she she felt like she was just there. I'm not really quite sure what her character's point will be going forward, um, but. Um either way, they bail. Uh and it was oddly e- pretty easy that they bailed and and easy to escape. Uh but not really odd because again, uh it is a it's you know, a monster movie and not a
1: Well and he he was let's be honest, he's been there for a really long time, it sounds like and has done nothing to try to escape. So you know, sometimes guards let their guard down.
2: <laughs> well, I also think, if I may misremember, I think they said it was a voluntary retirement or, 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 or voluntary confinement. So, like, a, a real ankle monitor, um you know, if, if uh one of you that's in bad, bad trouble and they put you under house arrest and you have to walk around with an ankle monitor for 10 years, that's not the kind of thing you could cut off with a pair of gardening shears is my understanding, Uh, because then people could do it all the time, and we get away all the time, so I don't think this was a top-secret thing, and we find out later, I mean, they're keeping track of of him for whatever reason, but I don't think that he's, like, in trouble, I don't know that he ever did anything wrong, Uh, it does sound, you know, and he he, he gets away, but he's in an old-age home, he's in a retirement home, and you're usually not allowed to just come and go for that, but... And they also make the point that the Monarch kind of overstepped the bounds on this. that uh, what's his name? Was it Ted? Tim? Tom? I think it was Tom, but I can't remember. Tom. Right. So yeah. Tom. Tom is, is kind of going overboard uh for documents that are almost are, are forty years old and um don't really have much benefit. And so he's being a little overzealous. And so I kinda of like that touch. Uh but I like I just like the getaway. I thought that was fun. I like that they have the little uh, uh bars that pop up that he can't get through, which makes sense. Um and that he can't uh you know that he acknowledges that you know he asks if he has insurance, got collision insurance on the on the on the vehicle <laughs> rental. So again a lot and a lot of that is the way he plays it and the way his charm works and you know, there's still a lot there that we don't know. How he ended up there, why he was there, and and some of that will make sense. This is let's let's be honest, it's a minimum security facility. Yeah, it's a retirement home. Right, right. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I mean, it's for VIPs, though. I guess, right? The retirement home. I mean, I'm guessing because. He had to wear the bracelet and he wasn't supposed to leave, but I, I don't know. I, I didn't really understand his situation because, like you said, it was a retirement home and not a prison. So, yet he was yeah, supposed I don't to know. Yeah, it was, it was a well,
1: boring. it was a retirement home for people they didn't want just wandering off because they have certain knowledge. And I don't know if it was a real retirement home or if it was just a retirement home for him.
0: Right. And why was he in Japan instead of his... his well, he did all his work out
1: there with the yeah. with the monarch stuff, so I, I'm not surprised at that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so... They, they... There's really not much to that story, right? I mean, because it's really... I, I was surprised. I'll, get, I'll go... Say this. I was surprised they, they started this episode with that story because I thought they were going to go off to the past or something, make us wait longer. But they didn't. So uh, the story really was them escaping a couple of things. Not not really much information. Um, and they, oh, they, it, yeah. Go on, Mike.
2: You, you have a thematic echo with the just the secrets and lies, the difference between a secret and a lie. Um, yeah, which, which goes back to what grandma said 50 years ago. And, uh, I think they kind of bookend it with the 19, uh, sorry, the 2015 story. Cause the heart of the story really is, um, what happened in 1954. And okay, I think that's yeah. the meat of it. But then the big events that they leave you on a cliffhanger for is in the present day. So it kind of makes sense that they bookend it with with those stories a little bit. Um, and it's a story that, what do they do? They they travel a lot. They are sitting on a boat going to, to South Korea, and then they're in a plane going to Alaska. So there's not a whole lot going on in that story. But that's, that's the nice thing about these uh, interwoven storytellings, <laughs> is that when nothing much is happening with one, you could just check back in, With them for the interesting bits, and then go back to the story where things really are occurring, if you've set everything up well.
0: Right, that's true. Um, So, why they needed to have the Korean thing, instead of just having his buddy and in Japan and they could have just gone from there. I I, I don't know, maybe they're they're trying to market towards South Korea, the show too. I, I I don't know because there was really no major point that the guy the the red shirt had to be of Korean descent. Based off of how he was dead within Uh, Probably ten minutes of of total airtime in the episode, and (laughs) that he could have been a a major character and and he wasn't. Um, So I don't know. I I don't.
1: He was uh, even giving advice to the one girl, which I thought was cool. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's true. That's true. I I. I was surprised. It would have been interesting to see where they were going with, with that whole thing and, uh, him helping, uh, uh, them and, and where they went and all that. But I don't know. It, it's, it was to a point to get the A to B. Why they, they, they chose it the way they did to do it the way they did to have a character be eliminated that quickly. I, I don't know. Um, I don't know what your thoughts, uh um, Mike and Baron are, but
2: I, I was, well, was, one reason you have red shirts is to emphasize the danger without killing off your main characters. Right. So how'd you kill people? They okay. kill people in some cases and very intentionally, in some cases they kill people by accident, uh just because of their massive size. Um, well, and I think they
1: specifically wanted to show how this
2: creature could kill.
1: It right. with the with the frost. <laughs> right. I was, I was um, trying to add to what you were saying.
2: And and this is and this is building up the mystery of what happened to the father. So they need to use the creature to demonstrate, you know, that what happened to the father, it's gonna be part of that mystery and how this all ties in. Is, as for Korea, I'll I'll agree. I don't know why they did it. Um uh, I'd be really curious to hear it. I don't know. If they're, like, they're, I wish there was like an official podcast. I don't believe that there is. Um, Where maybe they could talk about, where they might talk about it and say, well, we went to Korea because of X, Y, and Z. And maybe just, it might just be demographic reasons, right? You know, it's like, well, Koreans like kaiju movies too, like the host. Um, so maybe it's just to, to, to tie into that audience a little bit. It could be storyline related too, because they were all over the South Pacific um
1: doing stuff with Monarch. So we just and don't who knows who Duho up.
2: reappears in a in a flashback. Yeah, uh, with the Hunger Shaw. Right. He, he could.
0: Yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else uh, do we have on? Our oh, list? and by the way, the, oh, the yeah. hacker. I
2: didn't want to touch on that. Right. I, she didn't have a whole lot to do. I I don't disagree. Um. I, I like the fact they recognize they had a copy of the files. They don't need the files anymore, and they dumped them in the ocean. Uh, but she's kind of like, if you remember the old uh, Super Friends cartoon? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they I always had yeah. to come up with with something happening in the ocean so Aquaman could do something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so I appreciate that they didn't just come up with some random, oh, we need somebody to hack something this week. Right, right. You know, but they're not forcing it. I assume she'll play a role later. Uh, I'm hoping that she has a role later. They're obviously building a mystery around her and hopefully they pay it off this season. Um, and, and then maybe the, the reason they're keeping her around is clear. Uh, if not, then it'll be a question of why the hell did they keep her around? Well, right now yeah, she's, she's, you know, stuck
1: because she can't get out of it. She's involved whether she likes it or not.
2: Yeah, but they could, they didn't have to write her into that. Television. No, they
1: didn't. They did not. But I'm just saying, we we're gonna see her no matter what because she's stuck.
2: Right. But and I agree, they're gonna we got her. Uh, they're gonna write her no matter what. But why? Why did they? It's, why did the writers choose to keep her? Is really the question at, at at hand.
1: Yeah, it's just one more character to juggle, right, and one more
2: storyline. Right. And not everyone's gonna get something to do. Somebody has to sit there and say, "Hailing hey, frequencies open." Yeah. (laughs) So and but hopefully he gets his or sorry she gets her uh, her time next week or the week after or the week after or the week after. (laughs)
1: Right. right. Well, we know there's going to be stuff to hack. (laughs) You know, it's just that's a given. Right,
2: right.
0: (laughs) That is true. That's true. Um, So right, right. And and again, her story is not important. Uh, Like the others, maybe not yet. Maybe there will be another storyline where she and uh, her ex-boyfriend will hook back together as as a as a as a group, a couple, whatever you want to call it.
1: I'm actually more interested in her story because she has an actual skill that can help, whereas the others haven't shown me much yet.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah, it's just that her skills have been unnecessary and her character doesn't have the the urgency, I guess, uh, like the other two. But she I, I would be curious, would she be on the run with them if they meaning Bar didn't know who she was probably not that's what that's what I think,
1: yeah, probably not, so I don't think she'd gone with them not yeah. willingly because she's not real happy with the guy, so right, right, I don't right. see why she would
0: right, right, yeah uh, let's see what else did we want to get into uh...
2: well, I like let's I, I want to point out that this whole thing uh you. Barrett said you rewatched the, the 2014 film. This whole sequence in 1954 is taken from the opening credits of that film. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the shot of Godzilla's film, uh, film, fins or dorsal plates, whatever you want to call them, uh, yeah. was in those opening credits. Um, the, the bikini atoll test and the guys watching with goggles was right, was in that film. Um, yeah. I've heard people say that there's, there were changes to Godzilla's design, that he was maybe smaller. Um, okay. I don't know that scale is something that monster movies are always consistent with. Uh, just, <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, cause it depends on, um, what's the size of the model is that they were stepping on.
1: Yeah. And I, but, you know, I don't expect consistency on that. I mean, I expect it more now than we had back in the. It's the older days i mean <laughs> you watch. i watched actually one of the old uh godzilla against monster zero movies uh over the weekend and you know some of the stuff's just kind of laughable you can see that there's a human in that suit and their godzilla is punching like a boxer <laughs> it's just funny but yeah i'm not worried about the scale for sure
0: right Yeah, yeah, the the scale here was seemed pretty big, maybe even bigger than the last King Kong film, to be honest. Uh,
2: But well, he's they keep upping the size, and that's the thing that I find.
0: But why would he be huge in fifty four, but not as huge in
2: right? So I think he was probably
0: when he was destroying Boston.
2: Was that? I think he's bigger now, in the meaning the, the the Kong post Kong. Era uh, than he was now. I think that the people were saying that he was smaller. I, I don't know what they're basing it on. That there's just a different model. That he was smaller in at the uh, Bikini Atoll test. Oh, really? And, he looks huge. Yeah, well, he does, but he's also going like against palm trees on an island and not skyscrapers. Yeah, that's true. Yeah,
0: and, and again, you know, for every nuclear blast that he absorbs, he probably grows, right?
2: Probably, right. yeah. I would expect it. And there is, you know, in, in the, the, that naughty word, canon. Um, they do, like, mention with every film, how big is Godzilla? You know, and to compare, like, how big was Godzilla in the original uh, 1950s Godzilla and how big was he in the Millennium series and the Showa series and the Hensei series and, and how big is he here? And you know, so in 2014, this Godzilla was supposed to be the biggest Godzilla that ever Godzilla because, And the <laughs> argument is, well, skyscrapers are bigger.
1: Oh, uh, I yeah, I, I see, I can see that. That's funny. I never even thought of it that way. You know, <laughs> is that the
2: buildings are bigger. So if you want Godzilla, if you don't want Godzilla dwarfed by the, by the buildings around him, <laughs> you've got to make him bigger. Take so it. that's, that's, that's their argument. Anyway, um, so I'm going to guess that whatever changes there were in the model here, uh, to the the version that we get to see in 2014, um, it's because he absorbed it, the nu- because he absorbed the radiation from the nuclear blast.
0: Yeah, and, and that and that makes much sense uh, for me. Uh, I can go with that for sure because they say this throughout the past two episodes. Never mind this episode. How these monsters wherever they go. Any nuclear waste or or radioactivity disappears because they're absorbing it, and yeah. it just makes sense that in these type of movies, when a creature would absorb things like that, they would they would grow.
1: Yep, and in King of Monsters, yeah. that's how they revive them, and then they give them more to make them more powerful. <laughs>
0: so that's right, and and they you know I know Toho's original. Godzilla film, Gujur, um is a different universe, but again, nuclear power made him grow and grow and grow as well. So um, it doesn't surprise me that uh, they would still take stuff from that era of the Godzilla universes uh, and incorporate it into the monsterverse. Um, so,
2: brings nuclear blast back into play, right? Yeah. the which I don't think they really they touched on a lot in the. Um, I, I mean I know it was like I said it was in the opening credits, but it wasn't really like the the origin of uh, that it was in um, the original film. He wasn't created by the nuclear blast or woken by it was just. So, but in this case, he's been changed by it. That, that works for me.
1: Well, and the original Godzilla was a response to this, you know, the damage of the to the psyche of the Japanese people after having been nuked, wouldn't you say? I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not sure that we are there with these. I think we've kind of gone away from that.
0: Yep. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else is on anyone's list they want to bring.
2: Well, and then that that I think kind of gets us to the big thing at the end where they find the father's camp in Alaska. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And Explain. Who
0: wants to explain how they figured it out that he wasn't really going to where he had checked in with, uh, I guess, the FAA or whoever it was back then, where he was going and instead actually went somewhere else. Well, because Kurt Russell
2: knows all. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Thank you. Well, I didn't
1: think it was him that figured it out, wasn't it? Like one of the girls.
2: No, it wasn't. it was it was the crew. He says it. Yeah, you tell me where. Uh, you tell me where. Uh, where he's headed, I'll tell you where he's going. And because, in other words, I think he figures if he knows the trajectory, he's going to be looking at what he passes over on his way to his destination, which was Barrow, Alaska, which has, I think, since uh been rechristened to its. Uh, it's original, uh, Inuit name. I, I have no idea what that is. But, um, so he's able to look at the path. Where does he fly past? And he can figure out, okay, this is maybe I'm going to assume that is something they, they went all over the world chasing monsters. You know, what's that close to that they've been to before? That would be my guess.
0: All right. All right, so they find or, – or somehow they figure out where they would be located, and they land. And
2: they the crash place? land. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, or – well, or, right. not quite, but right, right. a lot of the
1: last Jurassic Park movie.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a typical – uh,
1: Everybody crash. lives in a crash. Well, yeah.
0: Yeah, but, and the plane is still a- able to be fly later. <laughs>
1: yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, because once again, this is uh, a thing we saw with the muto's in, in 2014, is that a lot of these uh, creatures seem to have the ability to affect, um, uh, like, have an electromagnetic pulse. They can they can disrupt electrical uh, systems. So I'm assuming that's what the frostbark does and that's what causes them to crash. And that's why they end up in the right location because that's where the creature is that caused them to crash.
1: I'm very curious what they're going to do now though. They got no plane. Well, well did, did
0: did the plane ca- Oh, that plane
1: was destroyed.
0: No, but was it was it crashed because of the monster or was it crashed not crashed and the plane was fine and they discovered the monster similar to this Korean guy and the plane got attacked.
2: Right, so the the Do- Doha finds um like the tether uh for the plane he, that was there, so that means would imply that they landed and not crashed. Much right, like they did. It,
0: that's what what I figured. Yeah. 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 So when 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 we see the, the cuts in this fuselage that was probably when they were trying to escape.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, it could have been a giant winged monster like the, uh, the terrible claw. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that that put the gash in the plane in the air. But right, but he comes to the assumption that okay, they crashed and then they found the monster here, and the monster destroyed their destroyed their plane.
0: Right, right. Yeah, for some reason the monster left their tent alone.
2: Well, because probably there's no heat.
0: <laughs> oh, I see. So you're, you're saying that they attacked certain things similar to why they go after nuclear energy here. They went after oil and fuel or whatever, gas.
2: There is, uh, um, uh, a, like a Godzilla wiki, which I think I shared a, a, an entry about this creature, which is the, uh, Frostvark. And, um, there was a, apparently a, a tweet or some similar comment made about the creature hunting by, and and uh, I guess this might be a spoiler, but so don't listen if you don't want to hear it. But the, the creature hunted by like thermal detection, so uh, and and so it must be hunting heat, and maybe that's a thing that he. And then, but that same message was quickly deleted. So that might have been a plot point that's supposed to be a surprise for the next episode <laughs> just, that I just spoiled. Um, well, day so, had, that, so so it, so it heat, might be heat. like drawn to the drawn to the body heat. Yeah,
0: I yeah. was about to say body heat. Well, the, the plane probably was, had
1: a lot of heat. You know, it's still warm. Then so
0: so uh, how, oh, so you read somewhere online that did maybe deleted scenes.
2: Uh, not deleted scenes, but they, they made a comment about the creature. Because obviously, people who make the show might notice, you know, I would assume that they've worked out creature. They don't necessarily have, you know, the people of Omaha's Wild Kingdom, uh, Carl Perkins come out and tell us all the information. And it it wasn't an interview, it was just a a, a post somewhere on social media. Um, let me see if I can find it because it was in the link I shared under the, uh, Godzilla wiki. Mark, Mark thing, yeah. Right, so. Uh, it's Wikizilla. If anyone's curious, go to Wikizilla, and there's the Frostvark. Uh, and I think under the trivia, it says, according to a since-redacted tweet by Apple TV, the Frostvark is guided by thermal location. So it was a tweet by Apple TV, is that it hunts huh. by heat. Interesting. But it, that might have been a, oops, we weren't supposed to show that, because what we're going to have now next week, of course – to point out, the last two episodes have ended with them finding a monster. And this third episode ends with them finding a monster. And they did not follow up either of the other two. I don't think they can get away with this this time, because the last time ended with two of them safe and one of them presumed dead. And then went back in time. right? Because it was starting at that whole starting at the end thing. Last week, you know, the second episode I thought was a little bit of a cheat because they found the dragon and we then hear nothing about it again. So that was a little disappointing, right? Because there was there was no follow up to that uh, discovery. Here, uh, we're set in the modern day, right? So this is not past team that's finding the monster this time. So they did switch it up a little. Um, this time it's the present team. And their lives are in imminent danger, so I don't think they can just, you know, get to them being in the bar going, ooh, that was a, that was a close call, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, no, I don't think so either. I think they're going to have to deal with the monster in the next episode. So. Unless it's all past timeline in the next episode. So <laughs> I, I wouldn't be shocked do that. if that's
2: a, a <laughs> plot point of discovery where you have sort of like, uh, Kevin Bacon discovering, uh, that the, the the graboids hunt by sound that, uh, they're going to figure out that this thing hunts by heat. And, uh, I don't know what they're going to do to avoid being detected. Maybe they all just strip naked and get cold in the Alaskan wilderness.
1: <laughs>
0: well, if it makes them cold and their body heat can't be detected, maybe that's the best thing.
2: <laughs> or maybe they're going to Do you ever see Predator? Get some mud.
0: Yeah, there you go. Uh so what do you guys think of this weird creature?
1: I liked it. I thought it was cool looking and fun.
0: Yeah, I thought I thought it was pretty solid looking. Uh it definitely uh, more distinct than you know the common creatures they, they they usually go with or that they borrow from Toho or from the Wild Kingdom. So I I liked it. I thought it was pretty solid. What about you, Mike? Well, and
2: I liked that they didn't do, like, so we saw, uh, you know, basically giant isopods or roaches or whatever in the first episode, and a giant crab and a giant spider. And it's like, okay, well, those are nice. But, like, I liked my monster monsters. So, you know, you go back to the old uh, Toho era when you had, uh, who was it, Kumanga that was really just a giant tarantula. And Ibera, or however you pronounce it, was the just the giant shrimp living in the ocean. Um, they're, they're, I, those I never liked quite as much as the fantastic creatures like uh, Ghidorah or um, Gaigan, uh, things that had a little bit of a more of a fantasy element built into their design. And so this is a bit of a hybrid, uh, which is fitting with the Kong model, which uh, a lot of the creatures in. Kong had that same sort of uh thing but it's part um i think they said pangolin and part uh star-nosed mole which is where you get the the tentacles around the uh around the snout and i that i recognized right away i was first thinking uh more uh aardvark or armadillo with the uh plates but the plates are more like a pangolin uh and yeah, so they're just taking a couple of known creatures and doing a neat mashup with it, and it still looks like though a whole creature. It doesn't look like some drawing out of Greek mythology, like a chimera, where you just have a clear here's the lion part, here's the 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 uh, the winged part, and here's the the scorpion part or whatever it is that the chimera had. Or was no, the chimera was lion, goat, serpent. Right, And it sucks heat, right? It inhales and sucks heat out of people.
0: Yeah, it sure does. I liked its mouth.
1: Yeah, its mouth was cool. <laughs> it was pretty It, it,
0: it kind of was like a... Yeah, it was kind of <laughs> like a... One it, uh, it, uh, of those, those things that clownfishes live in. The anemones. Yeah, yeah. It was like one of the. It's kind
2: of cool. Oh, it is. If you look online pictures of pictures for star nosed moles, they do have these little protrusions from their nose that I guess helps them find food underground.
0: Interesting. Um, let's see. Anything else on people's lists that they wanted to bring? Up?
2: Well, given. It- They've kind of laid their cards down. It's a monster movie that's sympathetic to the monsters. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that next week they find a way to come to understand the, the, uh, the fork. Uh, that's just my guess. And they're going to leave it in peace.
0: Yep.
2: I would say that
1: that is a fair assessment.
0: I would too. Um. What else?
1: I can't say anything in the show has really surprised me, but that's fine. You know, I'm okay with that. I'm not looking for huge surprises in this. I'm looking for monsters.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Same here. Same here. Um. It's, see, uh, anything else that's on people's list
2: uh. someone pointed this out I, and it's something to pay attention to that if you watch the scenes set in the present day um there's a lot of visual split screens with the two children um uh, where like there's one on one side, one on the other, and and a visual divider in the middle, if not a literal divider, um, or or like they're they're just framed in, in two separate things. So there's a lot of stuff of them coming apart, and then in this episode there's there is this the scene where they just where they hug, they embrace, uh, over the the news of the fathers. So um so that's nice. It's something that goes to the visual aspect of the storytelling that sometimes is easy to overlook the first time through. And it's something I'll be trying to pay attention to in uh, later episodes.
0: Yep, makes sense. Um, Obviously, I'm going to be looking for more information on how he is still alive at 90-something. Yeah. I mean, well, not necessarily alive, but able to do you know, he, in other words, he looks like a 72 year old man, like, like current Russell is rather than a 90 yep. something. So that'll be curious, um, to, to see. Uh, so I'll be watching for that.
2: Uh, I'll be mostly watching for more monsters.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, right.
2: So other than the first episode, which, uh, Kind of gave us a couple of recycled creatures, um, and they gave us the bugs of something new. It seems to be there's uh, something Godzilla and something new in each episode. I'll be curious to see if that sticks. Right? Will there be uh, exceptions to that rule, uh, or is this going to be how the like the predictable pattern going forward? Is that every episode gives us one Godzilla shot? And one new creature shot.
1: I hope it's not predictable. I'd rather be surprised in that that regard.
2: I don't know if you guys remember. Uh, I'm sure you do the uh, like the old Hulk TV show. Yes. <laughs> uh, or yeah, even even more I guess appropriate was the uh, the Godzilla cartoon with Godzuki. <laughs> yes. Those were always very predictable because there would be no Godzilla until he needed Godzilla, and then they would call Godzilla, and they would always call him, like, the same two points of every episode. Yep. It was it was always, like, halfway through and then at the end. And sort of like the Incredible Hulk would always, Bruce Banner would change it to Hulk exactly two times every episode, and always the same times every episode. Uh, Never failed. It was almost like they knew that's what people wanted to see, and so they made sure that they squeezed it into every single episode in the most reliable parts. So I'm hoping that this doesn't become that predictable.
1: Yeah, me too.
2: But yeah. I, I don't think we've done that sort of that formulaic storytelling in in, in quite some time.
0: Right. Right. Uh, uh, Oh, do you think the father will be alive?
1: Yes. Yeah, Yeah, I I do. Somewhere.
0: Yeah, somewhere in that general area, and there's got to be a way that they survive, because there's no way they're going to live that (laughs) long in in that climate, in those mountains. Uh, so... I think, yeah, they're,
1: he's going to find them or something like that. I feel like he's somewhere around there.
0: Yeah. Uh, anything else?
1: No, I think we've covered pretty much everything in the
2: episode for me.
0: Yeah, same hair, pretty much. Uh, what about you, Mike?
2: No, I, I think I'm, I'm kind of good. Uh, I like there was a nice shot in there of Kurt Russell morphing into Wyatt Russell, which like kind of yeah. reemphasizes how, how close their proportions are.
0: Yeah, that, that, that did uh,
1: uh, some good uh, CGI there to do that.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. So I think that's about it. I think there were ways for me being able to figure out where they're going with this series. Um, yeah, actually, we didn't talk a lot about the monarch. I did like the fact that there was the the lead monarch agent really seemed to not want to have anything to do with what was going on. Yeah, it was interesting.
0: Yeah, and and uh, they did keep the the two monarch agents together because uh, it looked like he was going to get fired. But the the woman uh, saves them.
1: Yeah, and I don't know why yet. Well, obviously they are friends because he called her to get her to, "How's your Japanese?" or whatever that line from the first episode. But um, yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't know how how they connect. I'd like to know more information about them.
0: Yeah, that's true. All right, so uh. Let's, uh, I guess start wrapping it up.
1: Uh, that means Monster of the Week. Monster right. of the Week.
2: Whose turn is it, Mike's? It's Mike's. Yeah, I think it's Mike's. We're doing it alphabetically. Um, so my Monster of the Week, uh, has kind of been a sentimental favorite kaiju of the, at least from the, um the, 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 the Japanese side of the ledger. And, uh, that's, that's Rodan. Um, yeah, he was my, he was my other pick that I was gonna yeah, decide in
1: between. <laughs> that was
2: a great movie. Uh, it was a, it was a good film. I remember my mom told me about it and I like, hadn't heard any, when I was little, so she mentioned, uh, asked if I'd seen Rodan. I said, no, what's Rodan? It's just, it's just this giant flying, uh, pterodactyls coming out of a volcano. I was like, oh, that's cool. I gotta see that. Uh, um, I always
1: picture the shingles coming off of a house as he flies by. <laughs> yeah
2: I think he was very underrated in terms of his ability to cause damage yeah because uh, when you're a flyer like that and yeah you can go wherever you want to go um and just cause devastation to what's underneath you by flying overhead yeah he could really mess stuff up and he wasn't like wouldn't exhaust that power the way Godzilla maybe would exhaust his 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 flame breath um, and let's be honest, it would take forever to, to get as far as Rodan could travel.
1: Yeah. I mean, he could travel in the ocean, but yeah, it would take him a lot longer.
0: Yeah, anything that flies <laughs> that's that giant is, is most certainly more dangerous than anything else. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like the original Rodan movie, too, because that one really scared me as a kid. Me, too. Uh, because... The thing that scared me—what was wasn't the was it was the insect monsters that he ate, because there was that mine scene where, where they're in yep. the mine, and, they, and that scared the hell out of me as a kid. Um, and 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 the the film uh, always remains with me too. I think it may have been actually the very first giant monster movie I ever watched as well. Uh, to be honest, even before Godzilla or Gamera or, or anything else,
1: I think I saw both of them around the same time, and they both had a very big impact on my. Oh yeah, I, I
0: I saw all of them really at the same time, but because they were, but they had a. In, where I lived in Bo- the Boston area, New England area, the, uh, they had Channel fifty six Creature Double Features on Saturdays, and it was even better because they had, um, in, in Outer Limits. First, and then they had two uh, monster movies, and there were all sorts of them, mix and mash, Max, you know, Roger Corman to Universal to Godzilla, Toho to Gamera to uh, indie stuff that was completely like out of no uh, studio, and um, they so I would always see you know one of the giant monster movies every every. Other week or so, but Rodan was was actually, I think, my very first. It was pretty cool. And, I, yeah. and because of that, I always thought Rodan was more important to the Toho universe. <laughs> that makes because, sense. Yeah, because I saw her first, you know, but that was really the only movie of significance that Rodan had. You know, every other film, he's always a, a minor supporting
2: yeah. monster. Well, One of the things I like about Rodan is that he's a little bit of a dick. Uh, I feel um, yeah. like, you know, in the when when he teams up with Godzilla and Mothra to fight Ghidra, it feels like he's just, "Ah, eh, I'd rather just sit here and fight with you guys." <laughs> Fuck the people. He he's never he never he never went over to be like a protector of humanity where I feel like Godzilla kind of converted and Mothra was kind of there from the beginning. Uh, or Dan seems like yeah, the other traitorous I underling. Uh, so we saw him bowing down to Godzilla in at the end of King of the Monsters. Uh And of course, we're still waiting for kind of a follow-up to that film because there are all these kaiju that they added at the last minute and they did nothing with. Right. Uh, which was one of many reasons people were disappointed with that film.
0: Right.
2: King of Monsters? Yes. I actually liked it a lot.
1: Um, but yeah, they, you had all the monsters bowing down. That's the only part that felt off to me. I know they're trying to really hammer home this point that he's the king, but it, it just kind of fell flat for me.
0: Right, right. All right, so Rodan.
1: Good choice.
2: That was my choice, yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, I liked it. I liked it. Uh, all right, so I guess we can uh, do a couple more things before we give our final thoughts on this film. And uh, first off, uh, Barrett, what's that other podcast that me, you, Kevin Letson, and Sean Fox just finished? It was about a TV show just like this one. Uh,
1: the show is called One Piece, and the – um. Podcast was named Boa Hancock and the One Piece. And we discussed the show on net that was on Netflix. Uh we did a weekly uh episode even though it was released all at once. Um my favorite show of the year. I mean, I like this show we're doing right now, but it's not gonna beat out one piece. It is no one piece.
0: Fair enough. I think I'm gonna agree with you on that. Um and Mike, uh what's the main podcast that we do and what's that all about?
2: The main podcast is the Dark Discussions podcast. Uh your place for uh horror film fiction and all that is fantastic. Uh we've been a mostly weekly podcast now for over a decade. Uh we just recently recorded episode six hundred about the wicker man. Uh and uh we also do some smaller indie films. So for example, we we did um a movie whose name I can't remember now. Uh that to be honest, we didn't particularly care for. What was the name of the film, Phil?
0: And, and when, when did we do this episode? What was it about again?
2: The the two serial killers. The, no, the uh, oh. natural boring oh, killers. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, got it, I got it. Hands uh, from hell. Hands from hell.
0: That's right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So uh, it was, I mean, I, we we generally like to, to watch movies we like so we don't go out of our way to watch bad movies. Uh, <laughs> This year's it's been blood. special. But this year's been – we've managed to find a lot. So <laughs> –
0: yeah, yeah, it's been very di- disappointing. Uh, but the podcast is, is phenomenal and, uh, you can uh, follow us on that podcast because all your co-hosts here are on that podcast as well. Uh, so, uh, Barrett, what's that other podcast that me and you do with a rotating group of co hosts. Uh we just did one with uh Dan Lynch, uh the actor, and who's going to be part of uh, the Maxine film that's coming out next year. But also uh we have done with Mike who uh me and Mike and you and a few other folks are gonna be rejoined uh later to uh, do an episode on uh a DC thing. What what is that podcast?
1: That is Halloween boutique psychotronic reviews. Yeah, we just recently did an episode with Dan Lynch. Uh, we reviewed the movie Dread. Um, really good movie. I think we all enjoyed it. Um, and then we're going to be doing Peacemaker at some point soon. And I think we have a couple other things that we're projecting to do as well. Like I think you and I are going to do the big Lebowski and yep. some other stuff. Pick so. that one.
0: Yeah, Mike, you're allowed to join us too. Uh, well, it was the 25th anniversary of the film, so we figured, uh, uh, I just, so, and I decided to rewatch it the other day, and, uh, I've never seen it, so. Oh, that was <laughs> the The last time I had seen it was in theaters, so that was my first time. It had the same problem I had price which was the last, as much as
2: like, 21, they also signed a deal with TikTok, where the Chinese-owned uh, app still will hit, provide Disney with like content promotion and better. fan and engagement. Did, as you know, TikTok uh, is owned by China, responsible it. for other great imports so, yeah, like and uh, Kung Pao on, chicken. On yeah, let me know when you're doing that one. I might join in if I have the available. Yeah, sure. Maybe, judging by their latest cartoon.
0: Mike, uh, what's that other podcast that me, you, and oh, Eric right, do and that we're, uh, been doing a planning lot to uh, do one, uh, next week? Got something right. to
2: say. Uh, you the, to the next, the other guys. podcast is for films, uh, dark discussions, it's mostly horror movies. Right so, yep, uh, when, uh, we feel like talking about speak. something that's not a horror well, movie, movie, uh, products. we usually go oh, to, movie. Some of Alacard. Wait, I so thought it was
1: lose. the Tom Cruise uh, podcast.
2: And that's <laughs> that's how it started. Is it started out as the Tom Cruise podcast know. because it was, um, Diaries, uh, it, it started yeah, out with a debate a over covering family. Mission like, Impossible and dark business? discussions, and like, whether Mission like Impossible was dark Discussions material. And it was agreed that dark, eventually, that dark discussions was not place to discuss Mission Impossible, and to make a. Podcast to discuss one of the uh, Mission Impossible films, I think it was, uh, the, the last one, fall, I mean, not the last one, two got, films we'll ago, Fallout. Adults. It's for and in the, uh, we'll three, three so years or so since, that happened, uh, since that happened, uh, we have not discussed any of the, uh, Mission Impossible films, but we have discussed Collateral and we have discussed, uh, Reacher. And in fact, the next film, which is my pick, will also be a Tom Cruise pick.
0: Like, I'm paying, me, I'm going. That's how I get out. Of it. <laughs> but it
2: will still, and with all the it, stuff not be right
0: now, uh, It's the
2: just too
1: bad because like, those, those are some
2: good in. action movies. Of oh, they are. You, um,
1: given the uncertainty of
2: and I rewatched what a bunch of them a or couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of went through went through the whole group. Uh, there is a very definite uh, uh, turning point with the fourth film. Uh, in the franchise. And, yeah. um, <laughs> a tonal yeah, it's, shift. A very tonal shift and a lot more consistent. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> it does something I really like is, you know, they keep bringing actors that have been in it back. Yes. Um, I, and I, that's one of the things I think that makes Fast and Furious so popular. Um, is because they bring old characters back and, you know, it, people like that. It's just the way it is. I thought so it was what, the Cars and the Hot Chicks. So
2: well, I think what, what, that's what, part
1: of it. But. <laughs> so what,
0: what series are you referring to, Mike? The Fast and the Furious series?
1: No, Mission Impossible, you were talking oh, about.
0: Oh, gotcha. Because yeah. okay.
1: it does a similar thing.
0: Right, right, it sure does. Yep. Um, all right, sounds good. So that's uh, some of our house cleaning. So I guess we get into our final thoughts on this episode here. Oh, I do want to say that our, uh, December 13th, uh, the Taylor Swift movie is being released on VOD with three additional and songs. And
2: that will be the last you ever hear of Phil. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. We'll, we'll be, we'll be getting it. At Are the, you going to be buying it? Uh, oh yeah.
1: Really? Are you going to buy four copies? You got to have a copy for each of your daughters when they leave the house.
0: Well, what I'll do is I'll do <laughs> the, I'll purchase the VOD version of it if it if it's available, and then maybe I'll buy. One disc copy of, assuming there is a disc copy just to hang on the wall type of stuff with my other Taylor Swift. No man, you
1: have to have copies for them to take when they leave the house. Yeah. What are you thinking, yeah. man?
0: Yeah, that's true. You know. Yeah. <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Stop, 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 uh, putting things in my mind.
1: Is there gonna be 18 before you know it? You have gotta have that set.
0: Yeah, my, my oldest just turned double digits. So, there you go. <laughs> yeah uh all right, so uh final thoughts on this episode here. Uh Barrett, what do you got?
1: I really like this episode. Uh the show is staying consistent, which is important to me. Um we're getting to see monsters, which is also important to me because that's why I want to watch the show. Um yeah, really good. Really good episode.
0: Uh for me, yeah. Uh uh flaws are or whatever. Uh The show is uh, enjoyable. Uh, Oddly, I I felt it was the worst episode of the three, but it was still pretty solid. Uh, We got to see some cool monsters and uh, set up some further things uh, to go ahead with uh, in the next, uh, what is it, seven episodes? I think it's a ten-episode season. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to... uh, uh checking out more and uh it's most certainly better than than most of the movies so uh that 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 alone is a is a good thing uh let's go with
2: you, Mike yeah, I am really enjoying the show uh I think I've made that clear. I think the actors do a, do a lot of the legwork uh because I think they do have great chemistry uh I think they uh, have good charisma and obviously you know that's especially true of uh Kurt Russell. So, uh, which is why he's fricking Kurt Russell. Um, so yeah, I definitely recommend the show. Uh, I'm glad we didn't pick a stinker this time because we have seven more episodes to go through, but I'm really looking forward to it. And I'm assuming that they're, they're saving some, some big stuff up for the end, right? So if we're getting this now, uh, I'm hoping there's something that they're building towards. Yeah. Yeah. I would hope so as well.
0: Um. So yeah. Um, All right, so uh, let's let's do one other thing before we pack it up here, Uh, since uh, this this podcast is now part of the Doctor Discussions News Network streaming, and we can check analytics to see how we've done uh, compared to the rest of the network. And uh, so let me let me bring that up here. All right, so out of the top ten episodes in the past thirty days. Uh, we have 11 films or, or episodes of, the par- of our podcast. And King of Kaiju, uh, the introduction, the five minute introduction to, to set up the, the feed is number four. And the episode that we did about episodes one and two is number six on the network, which is pretty solid. Uh, we're keeping our, our listener base too, which is good. So right. that was a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh Mike, what can people do to help promote the podcast? Anyway, uh, there's a couple of ways, right? There's a uh, reviews and then there's sharing. why don't you explain that first? For for our listeners.
2: Well, you can always uh review on iTunes or whatever other I, I, I use Apple Podcasts, which I know is not the best service, but it, it's functional enough for me. Um but uh what are we using? What else is there available now? I know there are other things. Yeah, there's Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play. Well, but Spotify is going away now, right?
0: Spotify is? No, no, it was Stitcher that went
2: away. Oh, Stitcher went away. Okay. Yeah,
0: they were they were bought out by iHeartRadio, so it's now part of iHeartRadio. Oh, ah, okay, I
2: got it. Now I got it. Um. Anyway, yeah. so you can you can share it with other people. You can review it on one of those. Give it a, uh, give it five stars if you can. And, uh, that'll help, uh, raise, raise our profile and get us some attention.
0: Yep. Absolutely. So, uh, that would be cool. Also Patreon again, just go to darkdiscussions.com and press the Patreon link. And then also email us, uh, dark discussions at aol.com. Put Kaiju or Monarch in the subject and then whatever subject you have, and send us an email and we will read your email on the podcast. It allows you, the listeners, to participate in our discussion as well as allowing us to know that you are out there, uh, and not just a number, uh, or a counter or a download for that matter. So yeah. All right. So, uh, that's pretty much it. So, uh, once again, uh, the episode, uh, for this podcast here that we reviewed of Monarch, uh, Legacy of Monsters was episode three, Secrets and Lies. Julian Holmes, uh, directed it. Andrew Colville wrote it. Once again, it was released November 22nd, 2023. Uh, next week is called Parallels and in Interiors. Uh, also directed by Julian Holmes, uh, but written by Mila Dalhart, And that comes out December 1st. Uh, we are going to record an episode on that on December 5th and we're going to release it on Wednesday, December 6th. So uh, look out for our next episode, December 6th. Uh, all right. So that's pretty much it. Uh, and with all that said, Barrett, what do you leave us out?
1: Thanks again for joining us on the second episode of King of Kaiju. Uh, going over and reviewing the show, um, Monarch Legacy of Monsters, uh, the third episode um, join us next week when we go into the fourth episode. Monarch was there in San Francisco. <sighs> when the whole city was coming down,
2: these guys were taking pictures like they'd been waiting for it. You think that your father was working for them? This stuff you- wasn't as safe. Who
1: are they? What's Monarch? This is the world we live in. Monsters are an inescapable reality. Those files belong to us, and they are more important than you could possibly imagine. Come. This is gonna give me nightmares. Me. Now, you can choke down that monarch lie.
2: About your father disappearing. Or we can find out what really happened. Before it's too late.
1: Oh my God, go, go, go! This world, it's not ours. Believe me. Much more vast than we could
2: possibly imagine.
1: These monsters and Monarch have taken everything from me. No more. The world is on fire. If you want to save millions of lives, we can use some help.